views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Woo! We got a show for you today. We got a show for you today. For those of you that were listening to the last show, we got another show for you. For those of you that are just tuning in, because you're tuning in from networks that we're on, that we're not on at the earlier hours, well, howdy to you. Howdy, partners. Howdy, partners. That's what I like to say. Where'd that come from? We want to uh, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on and uh, give a shout out to Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. B. Howdy. B. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while to fix that. I was channeling my inner country. I think you were channeling your. Blake my inner what? Sh- your inner my... Blake Shelton. Not no, okay, close. not Blake. More like Adam trying to be country. Oh, Adam trying I'm to be country. That, that is, I'm yeah, more of a really popular guy. You really are more of a <laughs> popular you. guy. I appreciate really. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? I'm a little bit country, but I'm also a little bit rock and roll. Of course you are. <laughs> Did I just say that? You, you just said it. We got Donnie and Marie over yeah, there, right? Oh, my God. Oh, like, oh. Yeah, actually. I'm Marie. Thank that you. That is so who I am. <laughs> that is so who I am. If you ever looked at my little, pod, what do you call them, iPod, my little iPod, you would think this person probably should be a client of my guest today or have some kind of analysis because I have many, many versions of who I am. But, you know, that's why we get to talk about Soul Suitcase today. You know, what does that even look like? And, you know, I've thought a lot about today's show. And uh, and but first, let me introduce my co-host. Soul Soul Suitcase today. Victoria Cohen is my fabulous, fabulous co-host. This is the topic for today. Longing for belonging. Finding your soul tribe in a technology obsessed world. Now, why is that an important topic today? Well, first of all, you know, you're going to find out what that means in in terms of fast forward to where we are today. You know, during the last show, I don't know, Victoria, if you were listening to the last hour with Benny, but I actually used the word telephone. Didn't I say that? that Yeah, it slipped in there. It slipped in. We don't even use that term anymore. Not really. We don't use telephone, Right. Uh, well, the only, Lady the, Gaga la, the last still, time we but... did telephone was Lady Gaga and Beyonce right, when right. they did the song. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. No. We say phone. We don't say telephone app. And and so, but I come from the era when telephones had to have a dial on them, and uh, and people think no, that wasn't in the Stone Age. That actually wasn't too long ago. But today, Victoria is going to take us on a journey to talk about. 
you know, who we are, what we're really hardwired for, uh, and what does all of this mean to us in our life's journey? For those of you that are not familiar with her work, but I have to tell you all, you know, you really need to listen to some of the past shows um, and, and just take a listen to what this journey's been like for her. You know, what was it about her world, her life, in the creation of Soul Suitcase? What does that even mean in the world we live in? Soul now is a word we can say and say it with our heads up high. You know, but she is somebody that is an international speaker, a university instructor, a collaborator, an author, and a radio host. And here we are today with a topic that gets right at the core of the aching we feel sometimes. It is an aching, Victoria. I mean, isn't it? I mean, I, I, when I thought about this today, I thought about myself, and it's like this aching. I can't really describe it. Am I at least in the ballpark with what I'm trying to say? Oh, I can't really yes. get to it here. Yes, you're on it's home plate. Aching, aching. Yes. I, I don't want to ache. <laughs> but it's normal to have that really deep, deep need to connect, Pat. It's totally normal. We all have it. We were all born with it. So, you know, today we're going to talk about what we're hardwired about, what we're hardwired for. I want to ask you this question before we jump into this. We got a lot to talk about. Why, was, why is this topic, you know, important to you? Now, this is, you know, I love when you come up with topics. I mean, they're unusual, they're timely, and they're so relevant to the world we live in. But, you, you know, each of us usually has this personal reflection of our lives, right? Like my last guest did an energy clearing on a really male energy around me. Why? Mm. Because I brought it. Mm. But this, tell me a little bit about this topic and, and why this now is timely and important for people. I see in my clients in my office every day, Pat, people who are longing for a depth of connection that they don't often have mm. in their lives. And it really causes them to struggle, to feel lonely, to feel like, what is wrong with me? Mm. Am I not enough to attract really good people into my life? And so it causes a lot of despair sometimes when people don't have that sense of true connection with their core people, which I call our soul tribe. Wow. I want to ask you about this because, you know, then from that longing, don't we then create these other behaviors? Let me just pick one. Uh, let me pick two. One, I would like, I think we refer to as people pleasing that, that behavior. Mm -hmm. um, all of us know some degree of it, I think, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, but, but there's a point that we kind of cross over where there, it goes from this casual thing we do because we care about somebody to an obsession. Mm. What, what is the hole we're trying to fill there? A sense of belonging. Mm. We're trying to fill um, a sense of validation, a sense that we're enough, we're good enough, we're smart enough, we're creative enough, we're clever enough. And it's when we don't feel those things inside of ourselves. We don't feel a sense of self-esteem that we generate, when mm -hmm. we look outside of ourselves, Pat, for that sense of acceptance, for validation, for um, that we are good enough, then we're trying to fill that void inside of us that says, huh, maybe I need to morph myself into some other kind of chameleon. I need to shapeshift 
myself so that I will be approved of by this particular group of people or people or person that I'm with right now. And so if we don't feel a sense of of strong enough self-esteem or validation that we give to ourselves, we are really prone to having to look for that outside of ourselves. Is that the definition of belongingness? I know that's something we're going to talk about here. You know, I think it's important to really capture the essence of what belongingness is, but not as something, right, Victoria, not as something that we think is an anomaly. See, you know, I mean, isn't this this topic for today, talking about Mm. it in this high tech world Mm -hmm. where, you know, I grew up in a family where family did thing, hugged each other, you know, that that level of connectedness. But that is not the world we live in today. So belongingness, have we changed the definition of it or do we have to get back to the origins? I think the latter, Pat. I think mm-hmm. we have to get back to the origin because belonging is still a deep need that all of us have, regardless if technology is in place in our lives right now or not. I, too, grew up in a time when I didn't get exposed to computers until I was in college, for Pete's sake. You know, and probably some people on, you know, listening or rolling their eyes can't not even imagining right. what it was like to grow up and wait until college to right. have access to a computer. But belonging, that deep need, is really a reflection of how deep our relationships are and the quality of those relationships in our lives that we all crave. Mm. And we just have really a distorted sense of what the Internet and what social media can provide for us in terms of depth, quality, And even we get a sense of false intimacy from making connections online with people that we often never even see face to face. It's really distorting our perception of what connection really is. Mm. You know, it's interesting because um, I talked a little bit when when I asked you about people pleasing and there are other versions of that we can talk about. But the, the point that I think you hear that I hear you making is whenever we look on the outside, and we get into the doingness of uh, of other people or our perception that we want people to have of us. We take ourselves so far away, whether mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it's technology or not, you know, the arena out there now is to have it either be technology, but it doesn't have to be. It's still the same effect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, part of the conversation today is talk about why this is crucial, why belonging is crucial to us. And, you know, to what length, though, are we willing to go to create a sense of it for our lives that will lead to happiness? See, this isn't this the question? You know, to what length will we go? And and I guess I'm going to ask you to talk about that when we come back, because I'm not necessarily asking about do your email or do Facebook or do this. But to what length are we going to go on our own personal journey, our own soul suitcase? Are, are, we, are we willing to go to experience that? And, and also, I'd love for you to talk about what do, we, what do we have to let go of? You know, what is the baggage, as you would say, in the soul suitcase? Victoria Cohen joining me here today. And I want to tell everybody out there, now, we open up the phone lines during these shows, and I just want you to know, that at any point in time, you could give us a call and ask a question, get some help um, about how to move beyond, you know, whatever it is that's happening in your life to get that sense of fulfillment. Our toll-free number is 1-800-930-2819. 
this technology-obsessed world, 1-800-930-2819. And for those of you that want to ask questions through instant feedback, go to thedrpatshow.com, scroll all the way down on the right-hand side, just type your question in, and we'll get your question on air. The other point to think about is, you know, if this is not you, how about your children? Do you make sense at all of their obsession with technology? And what might you do? We're going to cover all of this today in the show. Thanks to Victoria joining me here today. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Tired of traditional talk? People pontificating about this or that, the left or the right. Sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise. Tune in each week to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you, your life, your concerns, and your success. Tune in and turn on to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher. Visit ChuckGallagher.com for more information. Gallios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest, freshest, and all-natural ingredients. Gallios miso dressings are low in fat, sugar, salt, and carbohydrates. They do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat, eggs, vegetable gums, or MSG. What they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients. Order online with free shipping at www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to introduce you to my friends at BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor in the United States and Canada. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol sensitive patients. Practitioners often complement Beyond Balance formulas with high-quality homeopathic such as Pecanospigeric remedies to enhance patient results. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada at 800-203-3775. That's 800-203-3775. And together, let's win the battle against Lyme disease. In a dream, waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. 
is it for all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people. Wow. Welcome, everyone. Soul Suitcase, my co-host, Victoria Cohen, right here. Um, if you want to find out more about her, you can find out a ton on her website, VictoriaCohen.com. Also, the other thing I want to say to you, uh, Victoria is beyond a respected, respected uh, psychotherapist. She's beyond, 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 you know, because what she does so brilliantly, and you're hearing it today, is when you take psychology, spirituality, energy healing, feng shui, whatever that is, when you start to look at the world from a completely holistic perspective and and couple that with an outstanding, incredible perspective, then you get to work with someone uh, like my co-host today, Victoria, because this is what the world requires now. You know, we require someone with her talent, her gift to understand the whole picture of what our experience in life is. You know, back in the day when I was, you know, seeing a therapist, you know, he did, no, Dr. Oz had not given birth to energy yet, <laughs> nor did Al Gore give birth to the Internet. But now we're dealing in a world that is so complex, so complex, that we have to have a multidimensional aspect. And that's why we're doing the show that you put together today, right? That's right. I mean, that song that we just played. Tell us about that song and how has that come to mean sort of the way most of us in this country live our lives? Well, the Beatles were singing about this in that song, Pat, you know, in the 60s. So it's not just the advent of the Internet that's created the sense of loneliness and where do I belong? Where do I fit in? It's it's all of our longings, our yearnings, our desires to be a part of a bigger group, to be part of a group that says, these are my people or my soul tribe, like I call them. So the Internet has had an influence, huge influence on how we actually feel more socially isolated because of Facebook and Instagram and all of those, contrary to popular belief that they actually make us more connected. But that's really not bearing out in the research at all. It's quite the opposite. It is. And, you know, even with the groups that are being formed, the Facebook groups, the LinkedIn groups, the groups, there isn't really it's, again, more information. Mm -hmm. Right. It's more information. It's more about, well, this is what I've got going. This is what I've got going. Um, What is it? I mean, how are we affected psychologically and spiritually from this? How, how, How is this showing up in what you see? I'm seeing that people who um, have a kind of overuse of social media, meaning that they cannot put their phone down. You see people almost tripping over the sidewalk, you know, or over the, the, um, themselves when they are walking down the sidewalk and they're looking at their cell phones and checking emails and Facebooks and text messages and all that kind of stuff. And they really are not making eye-to-eye contact with people anymore. And there's this instant gratification that also feeds this addiction, if you will, to staying connected online. Because the instant gratification of having somebody respond to your email, um, post something about your you or a quote you put on your morning Facebook wall or something like that, There's that instant gratification that is so feeding of the addiction to keep checking, keep checking, keep checking. 
But, you know, as with any addiction, it's never enough. So you have to keep checking. And that's why I see people, you know, when they're walking down the sidewalk or they're standing in an elevator um, with their head down, looking at their phones rather than looking up at the human beings around them. So I say, look up, put your phone down for a minute and make real contact with the people around you. Eye to eye contact, smile at people, nod, you know, that's where the real connection is. It's not on the face of your phone. It's not on Facebook. Those can be really beneficial. Social media, not putting it all down in one big swoop. There's a benefit because Mm -hmm. they can actually um, be an entree into how to connect with your soul tribe. Yeah, you can go on um, the internet and you can find Yahoo groups to join. You can find meetup groups to participate in, but let those be just the initial way of connecting. And then go meet people in person, face-to-face, you know, human-to-human. That's where the real satisfying, meaningful connections come in our lives. You know, it's so fascinating about this because, you know, and I asked you the question before, you know, at what length are we willing to go? to to have these 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 connections because it's really clear that we want them absolutely so nobody is saying technology has taken away our desire for them Mm -mm. no so here we are is wanting something and our behavior is taking us so far away what we want and we don't even know it that's right we don't even know it yeah it's true we're trying to fit in so much in our world today trying to get approval validation trying to fit in in any way we can and so people are drawn to the internet as a way of trying to see who's doing what when how and then it's like oh okay if i do that then i'll fit in but pat there's a really big difference between fitting in and belonging what's the difference let's talk about it because That really leads me back to the comment I meant about the people-pleasing business. Yeah, exactly. Because the people, you know, I thought in my generation when somebody said to me codependence was dead, that it was overused, that that would be something happened in the 80s and we'd talk about it and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't like the term, but let's break it down, though. You know, we live now in an arena of technology that requires us to be obsessed with people-pleasing. Now, that's a strong term, and maybe Mm. we could talk differently about it, but it does. I mean, if you don't tweet somebody, I don't even have the right terms. If you don't like Facebook somebody or like somebody, holy cow, have you ever not liked somebody? And then they they finally say, okay, you don't like me. I'm unfriending you. Is that the language? Unliking you. Mm -hmm. Unliking, unfriending. And, and they I'm tweet like, you and then post you on Instagram. It's not that I didn't like, you, not like you on purpose. I probably didn't see it. <laughs> and then they're wondering why you didn't like them. And what's wrong with you for not liking right, them? Right, right. And what's, what's, yeah, what's the problem? That's why I have two accounts. Did you not like me on Facebook? No. But, I mean, it's isn't true. this really true? <laughs> I mean, um, in, so you see what I'm trying to say about yeah. it. So what is this difference? What is the gap? What is the gap? Well, we often think of belonging and fitting in as synonymous. They're often used interchangeably, but it's really not true. In fact, it's so interesting that belonging actually is, starts with that self-acceptance. 
because believing you are enough is what gives you the courage to be authentic, to be vulnerable, and imperfect. So it's it's really interesting how it's belonging creates a sense of worthiness, not because of getting validated by others, but because of how it makes us feel about ourselves. Mm. So fitting in is about shape-shifting. It's about observing an environment, going into a group of people and saying, what do I need to do? How do I need to be? How do I need to be other than who I am in order to fit in in this particular environment? Whereas belonging allows you to just go and be who you are in that environment unapologetically and and unshapeshiftingly, if you will, so that you don't have to be a chameleon yeah. in order to find your soul tribe. Well, you know, it's interesting because this is our world of technology, you know, because what I've done is I've opened up phone lines for people to call in. I've now said do the feedback. And so because we have this technology, so I have to be attentive to this because we have said this to folks. I mean, we have said uh, we would pay attention to people. Uh, and, you know, I'm always I'm always. Um, I'm, I, I, OK, so let me just say this. Right. This is how plugged in people are. You ready? Yeah. We have a back end instant feedback thingy that we we say to folks to, to send us messages. And so. Okay, um, 4.13 a.m., 4.13 a.m., right? We got an instant feedback question from someone mm. because they're listening to a show that must be airing live 7 a.m. from East Coast or on Transformation Talk Radio. Mm. And so there's a responsibility for us to pay attention in the media world we live in. But that is not really the case. That's not the case. However, don't you think we are truly driven by the sense of, be, of responsibility to be there, mm-hmm. to make sure we're responding, to go way over the top sometimes mm-hmm. in trying to support or help another person, even when nobody has asked us to do that? Why? Because we're trying to fill the gap for ourselves, aren't we? Yes. It's true, Pat. It's, it's people have a compelling need to respond because they feel like that's going to get them approval, most likely. Yeah, that's going to get them perceived likability table. Yeah, perceived mm-hmm. in a certain way that would be desirable to mm-hmm. improve their status, to improve their sense by their coworkers that they're hardworking, that they're up until two a.m. willing to answer emails. That kind of thing. And there's just never enough connectedness that these folks feel like they must participate in. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no limits. There are no boundaries sometimes that we set on, wait a minute, I can go to bed. I can, you know, turn my phone off. I can wait another hour before I respond to this person's text or email and I can risk not being judged or rejected if I wait an hour, if I actually do something fun and disconnect from my device for an hour. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. We also have a caller calling into the show, uh, a comment. You know, one of the things I've learned in, in doing what I do for a living is uh, we've all on this team now understand the responsibility we have. 
if we have a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page, it is really our responsibility to pay attention to it. People expect us to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, and you, and they expect certain things from us. Of course. You know, if, you, if we've set a tone, the way we do Facebook, some of the videos we put up, you know. And part of this is now for us, we really like making that connection. We really like being able to present ideas like that. But when, when does it get to be too much? How do we know? How do we know, Victoria, when we come back? How do we know that one last thing we did, that one last effort we did, that one last thing was that thing that demonstrates too much? Let's take a short break. When we come back, how are you feeling? Are you feeling uh, like that Eleanor Rigby song? Are you feeling like you belong in this world and juicy and just love yourself amazingly? Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, Victoria is going to take us on that journey about that little, that what do they call it, break-even point there when you've now stepped on the dark side. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be right back with the show. Oh, boy. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Want to improve your spiritual connection? Connect with a loved one in the spirit world. Develop your spiritual gifts? Call respected, recognized, gifted, intuitive, medium, and spiritual teacher Jennifer Farmer to schedule your transformative in-depth reading. These powerful sessions offer healing insights from the spirit world and personal guidance for all areas of your life. Call Jennifer at 727-324-9668. That's 727-324-9668 and visit jenniferfarmer.com. Psychic World, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, with John G. Sutton, featuring his special guests, Countess Strella. 
One of Britain's most respected psychic mediums, John is an internationally published author, poet, and professional clairvoyant. His best-selling books include Psychic Pets, featured with John on the Walt Disney Channel, Animal Planet. Currently, John is the feature editor of the monthly Psychic World, which is the UK's journal of spiritualism. He has over 30 years of experience working in the field of paranormal studies. Countess Torella has an incredible ability to visualize your future in a positive, passionate way. This show offers all listeners the chance to call in and speak directly to John or the amazing Countess Torella. You can ask your personal questions about love, career, money, relationships, or whatever is troubling you in this often difficult life. What dreams may come? Join John G. Sutton and Countess Torella to discover your answer. See www.psychicworld.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. My co-host, Victoria Cohen, joining me here today. Before we jump in, please let folks know how to find out more about you, how they can call you if they want to talk with you uh, uh, about working with you. Uh, And give me your website, telephone number, and all of the above. Absolutely. Um, You can reach me online at victoriacohen.com. And if you want to call my Seattle office, you can reach me at 206-284-1435. Give me a call. Now, before we jump to the topic, I think we should take our caller and uh, have a feeling we're going to weave it in here. Benny, who do we have? Yeah, we'll take Christine calling in from North Seattle. She had a great question about social media. Yeah, Christine, welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Christine. Christine. Hey. Hey, Christine, are you there? Oh, maybe she's got us on hold. Let me she's go double check. She's got us on hold. Okay, good. Uh, I love that. But let's talk about that break-even point while we're getting Christine. Um, I talked about a break-even point when we just take that one last step that puts us in a whole different arena of things. And I think this is part of the conversation we were talking about where we don't think things are cumulative either. And I'm not sure why we don't. Um, but, you, you know, when we take that that step, Sometimes we cross over to the dark side of things, and now we've moved from a what people call normal to obsessed. I don't know how else to say it. I don't like to use the word addiction because I'm not an expert on that. But let's call obsessed. That's kind of the midpoint. Isn't obsession sort of the midpoint between normal and addicted? I, I don't know. I just made that up. I, I think obsessed is uh, on the end of the spectrum with addiction. All right. There we go. If I'm going to go out on a limb, yeah. I'd say that those right. are pretty close right. together. I was trying to be kind. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't like labeling people either. I don't either. But, right. you know, if you got it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. And we all know, you know, what our compulsions are, what we can't put down, whether it's the chocolate bar or whether it's the Cheetos or whether it's the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And so boundaries are so crucial in this discussion right now, Pat, Mm. because so often we don't have a good sense of boundaries about when to put the phone down, when to turn the device off, when to have a face-to-face conversation and put your phone away. Mm. 
not be staring at the phone half with one eye and staring at the person across the restaurant table from you with the other eye, just in case there might be something, you know, important coming, you know, to you in the middle of this real face-to-face conversation. Uh, where did, when did we ever get to the point where we actually don't put the phone away? You know what I'm saying? It's like, why is the phone even on the table when that you're is, out to dinner? That's part of the addiction Unless you're of like a 24-7, like emergency person or a doctor or somebody. Well, if you've got children and, exactly. you know, and they're having, you know, they went to school that morning and they're, they weren't right. completely, you know, tip-top shape in terms of maybe they had the sniffles. And you think, well, maybe the nurse is going to call you sometime right. today. Right saying they really need to go home because they're getting, you know, ill. Mm-hmm. Of course you need to have your phone on. If, mm-hmm. if you're anticipating an emergency, if a, if a family member is in surgery and you want to be informed after they get out of surgery, there are certainly exceptions yeah. to why it's important to leave the phone on even when you're sitting with, with, um, po- with people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. But short of those kind of situations, um, you know, and certainly there are others that qualify too, but most of the time, that isn't the reason why we keep our yeah. phones on. Yeah. I was sitting in a restaurant not long ago, and there was a father and daughter sitting mm-hmm. there eating. Mm-hmm. And the father was on his cell phone the entire meal. And I just kept looking over to see if it was just a brief thing that he was doing on his phone. Yeah. No, he was on his cell phone checking the entire meal. And this little girl mm. who couldn't have been more than 10 wow. didn't have a phone yet, thank wow. goodness, and was just sitting there kind of staring around the restaurant blank, having no conversation Can with Can you imagine father. the story, though, when they get older? Here, let's just imagine this. Gee, Daddy, you know, I remember the best time I ever had with you. It was that one time <laughs> where you actually were not on your phone and you wished me happy birthday. Mr. Benny. We've got Christine back. Hopefully we can reconnect her with our social media question. Christine? Hey, Christine. Blessings. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. How can we help you? Perfect. Well, I just had a couple of comments. I love your topic today. Love, love, love it. And um, what I wanted to say is that instead of kind of like curtailing our behavior, I know there's behavioral therapy and all that, but, you know, our focus, what are we focusing on? You never see a fisherman who's got a fish on the line and says, you know, I think I'm going to cast another line out there. You know, it's like, no, the fish is on the line now. You deal with that. And when you have people in front of you, I love what you're saying about using social media and using our phones and using email and all that stuff to be the initial steps. And when you think about it, it's like when email first came out. Yes, I'm that old. Um, (laughs) You know, there were times when people would write emails. They weren't used to it. They would put it all in caps on accident or something. And it would just look like somebody was yelling. And, you know, people misunderstood that. And so what happens with a lot of this stuff, too, with social media and the emailing and the texting and the tweeting and the whatever, um, there are quickly things can become so misunderstood. And it's because it's one dimensional. It is not full dimensional. Um, Another comment I wanted to make is that, you know, places like the Middle East where people are utilizing the Internet to connect and really find out that the people on the other side are just like them, um, that's awesome. And what ends up happening is people need each other. It doesn't stay there. But you can see the result of what happens when people are isolated and can't have contact with other people. You know, all these stories get made up. There's all this stuff that happens, all this drama that occurs. 
And it, and it really was nobody. It just was an idea of what's going on. And I think that social media does have its place, but we have to keep our focus. What are we trying to do? Are we really trying to make relationships, or are we trying to fill in some hole, like you said, with stuff that's never going to fill it because it's not the right stuff? You don't put oil in your gas tank, and you don't put, don't put gas in your oil reserve. So, you know, we have to be on our focus. Like, what are we trying to do with this stuff? These are tools. These mm-hmm. are not to take the place of real nutrition, which is human contact. Mm-hmm. I am with you totally, Christine. I love your comments. And I think that Thank example... Thank you so much for covering that today. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. I love your your analogy about a fisherman on a boat, right. you know, casting a line and having a fish on the line. You don't oh, see think that. About, you were saying that that story about the child with his right. with her, right. you know, with her dad, and, right. and it's proven. Like you know, when babies are born, if they're not touched and held, and they can die. Absolutely. And you know, and I don't think we're so far removed from that. I think that sometimes we think because we have eight hundred friends on Facebook, or because we you know can tweet quick and all that stuff, that we have contact. And I just don't think that's true. I think it's great to have these technological things, but we need to keep them in their place. Let ourselves know these are these are to serve us not us to serve them, and to make contact with people. Because if you do that, it's much harder to have all of that drama, all that stuff happen when you actually can look somebody in the eye and say, DNA to DNA, we are both the same, we're connected, and we're the same uh, being, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, part of what's happening with this, Christine, and you, and this is what I think you're alluding to, what we're talking about is, here's the deal now, right? Are you ready for this? Mm. Even when we do connect, Right. I had a friend of mine share a little Match.com story the other day. Mm-hmm. All they've done is this online searching and connecting. When they actually got together for the coffee, they didn't know what to say. Yeah. They didn't know how to belong, right? Right. You know. So what I think we're talking about today is this is a skill we are going to lose. We're going to lose well, and it. The, and the thing is with people is that when they don't know how to interact with each other, I went to the Microsoft store, this kid kept pointing <laughs> to this thing and wasn't talking to me, wasn't looking me in the eye. And that's just customer service. But when people don't know how to interact and they're uncomfortable with it, that is the signal right there. That's the, that is the telltale sign of, like, we have stuff to work on. You go to the gym. You know, I don't like going to the gym and not looking good. But, hey, you know what? That's what it takes for me to get to feel better, to have more flexibility. And socially, I remember when I was a kid, there was a part of your report card that said social skills. You got graded on your social skills, and that doesn't exist anymore. And so it's up to us to really be that example for our children, for people we know. It is uncomfortable, but you know what? When we get past that, there's so much reward that it's totally worth it. You know, and part of this is it's starting now to infiltrate our, our businesses. I was on the phone yesterday, yeah. and, I, and I'm not going to give you a whole big story about this, but this is worth mentioning. I was on mm-hmm. the phone because they installed a business class in, in, my, in my residence, a business class Internet service, because the idea was that the residential wasn't carrying it enough, so they installed a business class. The bottom line is uh, they, they came in from the same cable from the street. So instead of improving it, mm. it diluted it. So I'm now for a year with Comcast Business Class trying to get them to take this out. I've had technical mm. people. Everybody come to the place to do this. I was on the mm-hmm. phone with their liaison yesterday. I have never been insulted in my life the way that this guy talked to me. Whoa. And I thought to myself, Oh, my goodness. Would he do that if he were standing in front of me? Good point. Do you see what I'm trying to yes. say? I mean, if you well, and that just, would that, that just happen? Back to the fact that 
that people do not have, you know, they, they, they're so afraid, they're so tender and afraid of being hurt that, this, that these things become armory. And, and what happens is, is that, yeah, you might be able to keep, you know, just like, a, you know, the plague, you might be able to keep the plague out of the castle for a little while, but eventually it gets in because, because we all carry this. We all carry right. this uncomfortability. We're human. And so once you can make that example, you know, I call people on that. I'm like, you know, I have a person here. Yeah, it didn't matter. And, and, and it it didn't matter. It's reality. It's yeah. like, look, you know, it, and you're a person. Let's act like people here. Yeah, no. And, you know, what's interesting, here's a funny story that really talks to what you're both saying. I was supposed to meet some friends at a dance over the weekend. It was really a fun time. So I texted my friend and I said, I'm, there's no way we could get in. So here's how crazy myself and the woman that I was with, we were going together. We were riding together, right? So out, but my friend sends me a message. You ready for it? I hope it's not, I hope it's not a, a cuss thing. It, it, this is the mm-hmm. message. It's a dot M-H-M M-M-K as F. That, that's the little thing. So here we are <laughs> and we're trying to figure out. Okay, meet me at home. Meet meet me at home, or 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 maybe my my what or what? Okay, so finally, after I don't know how long, we're trying to figure it out because we didn't want to admit that we don't know the lingo, Uh right? Yeah. All right. So we said, oh, we didn't get that. Well, she just what do you call that? Butt text us, or what is that they say, Benny, about that? So it wasn't even a message. But here we are. Butt like, dialing. Butt dialing. So here we are thinking we've lost our minds because we don't get what dot MHM space MMK blah, blah, blah is. Oh, no. Right? So this well, is, you, you know, see what I I'm saying? It's, maybe she works for NASA. I don't know. No, no. But it's, <laughs> or the but Secret it's, Service. But here it is less about her <laughs> and more service. about us feeling incompetent. Yes. You see, right. this is how we felt. That's about we wanting felt to fit in. incompetent. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It, it, it's either a Corvette in middle age or it's, you know, that. So we <laughs> all need to, you know, and that's what I try to do. And can, it, it, can it be a Harley? Can it be a Harley? Yeah. You can know, it, can we, it be a Harley? Not, we have to connect. Because yeah. if we don't, we lose all that. All those things yeah. are there for us to enjoy. But if we don't love ourselves and enjoy ourselves, if we don't stop this war with ourselves, then we, we will have war outside of ourselves. If we don't get comfortable with who we are, we're never going to be comfortable and we're never going to feel like we belong. You are so, so right you know, on. This is so important. Yes. But thank you so much. You guys have a blessed day and we, we will catch up soon again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for your comments, Christine. It's what? so true that if we sit at home in our pajamas, you know, at the comfort of our desk or our bedroom and hide behind the anonymity, that veil of safety and protection um, in that anonymity of being on our phone, being on our computer in a, as our form of connection, then we're never going to learn. As Christine so astutely said, we're never going to learn how to connect she had that experience with a 20-year-old at the, at the computer store who couldn't make eye contact with her right. and was socially awkward right. Right. because that person may be spending more time looking at a screen than looking at somebody's face and getting comfortable with that face-to-face interaction. Well, you know, it's kind of like for me. I mean, I grew up in the telephone company. I understand the competitive nature of this. I understand that I signed a contract. But it, but when all else fails and you have now demonstrated by doing everything they've said that that line should have never been put in and their own people have said it. Now you're on the phone with some liaison on Buzzman guy from Comcast Business Class who is so absolutely rude 
and saying, you're just one of those people in customer service and this. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. You know, if that would have been my friend Linda, the, the, I mean, most people would be like, you've got to be kidding me about mm. this. And I felt so sad that mm. we have gotten to this level. Can you imagine if I treated our clients on this show like that? Oh. So I just think that is it because... You know, these folks know there's no way for me to personally be in front of them to have a new normal conversation because I've done that. You know, are we hiding behind our technology? We are. Mm. It's true. We truly are because it's safer. We don't have to risk rejection as much. And we don't have to learn how to be vulnerable and to present our imperfect selves to the world, which is what we really need to do. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be saying, these are my warts, right. you know, and accept me for who I am. But well, that's not required uh, online. It, 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 so le- let's talk about what Christine was saying before and where we go with this, because we are in search of a soul tribe. And some people say there are digital connections we can make. And, I, and I'm one that believes in that. I believe that if we can digitally connect with someone across the planet, you know, to help them live a better day or to be inspired about the life that they truly want to live, then that's that's something we do. Mm-hmm. Um, do I ever want you to be obsessed with the Dr. Pat show? No. You know, and so you talked about healthy boundaries. I, I really wish that we could talk about this for a moment, if we could, about understanding what they are. Because, you see, people that cross Remember that one break even time once you cross over to the dark side? It becomes the new normal. It's It's the new normal. That's right. So understanding a boundary isn't even in the realm. Mm -mm. You know, you can't tell somebody that's obsessed with another person, you know what, you just crossed the boundary. Because to them, no, they didn't. Mm -mm. So how do we do it with this technology now that has now become the new normal? Folks like me and you, do we have to try to catch up or how do we set some (sighs) boundaries like Christine was saying? It's so important, Pat. You're so right. Because I think boundaries are difficult for most of us in a lot of different ways. And especially when we get so reinforced, so quick, immediate gratification, when we turn on our phone and we check a message, we check even, you know, uh, our Facebook page. It's so reinforcing to keep doing it over and over and over. And so sometimes it takes some kind of shock. Um, some kind of, you know, we discover that somebody in our lives has an illness or had some kind of tragic experience in our lives to put things in perspective, to put what's really important, to put the people in our lives who are really important to give us some perspective on how we use our time. And sometimes it's, it's sad, but sometimes it does take some unfortunate circumstance in our lives to get us to wake up and to say, you know, I'm spending too much time in front of a screen and not enough time in Mm -hmm. front of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I'm not spending enough time finding my people, my soul tribe. And so whatever it takes to get us to wake up, whatever it takes to get us to appreciate the people who are in our lives and to nurture and foster those relationships in real life in real time, in person. 
and set aside some of a time, not all, of course, but some of the time we spend facing a screen. And the rewards are going to be so rich. Mm -hmm. Someone asked the question, how do I know I'm hooked? And I said, well, there's one way you can find out. Uh, Unhook. Take yourself away from it. And they said, for how long? I said, well, uh, is it a person? Is it a thing? And we talked about both, the person and the thing. And I, I, I said, well, do yourself a favor. What if you completely unhooked from this person for 10 days? And how about if you unhooked from your text messaging for one day? And they said, well, why can't I unhook from the person just one day? And I thought, oh, bingo. Mm-hmm. I said, we haven't even we, we haven't even begun the process and you want to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that we can do to point out where we're hooked. That's right. So it's, isn't it a trial and error? It is. I, I have clients who complain about not really having close relationships in their lives. Mm. And they spend the bulk of their day online, you know, with various Facebook, uh, you know, checking and all that. Mm. And so I would start out by saying, okay, how about if you go tomorrow without checking any of your devices? Mm -hmm. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I start scaling back and I say, well, how about going half a day without checking your devices? And they still look at me like I am, you know, asking for the moon. So I say, how about the first hour of your day? Mm -hmm. Don't turn on any devices. And generally, they can agree to that. And so I challenge all right. the listeners exactly. to give yourself a little bit of freedom the first hour of your waking day without any devices. And if there are people around you at home that first hour of the day, your children, your partners, whoever, actually connect with them person-to-person, face-to-face, because it's only through face-to-face connection that you can see the subtle nuances of how that person might be feeling. And you can tune into those nuances, that body language that you can't get in any kind of social media connection. Yeah. That's so rich and adds so much depth to the relationship. So give yourself the first hour of any day without picking up a device and just see what it feels like. If you're going into some kind of, you know, withdrawal symptoms, let that be telling of how the use of social media is really dominating and impacting your life, perhaps in a detrimental way. Well, you know, this has been a powerful, powerful show. I mean, and I want to thank, uh, you know, Christine for calling in. Um, just, uh, real quick, what's your personal message and give everybody your website and your information again. You can contact me at Victoria Cohen, C-O-E-N dot com. And if you want to talk to me at my Seattle office, I'm at 206-284-1435. So belonging doesn't really require us to change who we are. It requires us to just be who we are. And it's so important to start with being mindful of your behavior and your actions and be authentic. Come into relationships with that sense of authenticity as best you can, little by little. And it's only when you put your true self out there, Pat, to the world that you tap into a real sense of belonging and worthiness 
that we all so deserve. So have a good day and give yourself a social media hiatus for five minutes, for an hour, for a day, and just see how it feels. I love it. Victoria Cohen, everyone, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Make yourselves a fabulous day. We'll see you next time on the show. traditional talk people pontificating about this or that the left or the right sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise tune in each week to straight talk with chuck gallagher on transformationtalkradio.com mondays at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you your life your concerns and your success tune in and turn on to straight talk with chuck gallagher visit chuckgallagher.com for more information gallios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest freshest and all-natural ingredients gallios miso dressings are low in fat sugar salt and carbohydrates they do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat eggs vegetable gums or msg what they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients Order online with free shipping at www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to introduce you to my friends at BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor in the United States and Canada. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol sensitive patients. Practitioners often complement Beyond Balance formulas with high-quality homeopathic such as Pecanus Bigeric remedies to enhance patient results. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada at 800-203-3775. That's 800-203-3775. And together, let's win the battle against Lyme disease.